Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very senior, respected, and accomplished professional, a fellow YPO member from Bangalore, India, Mr. Samir Inamdar. Samir, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Glad to be here. Thank you. Samir is an investor, a strategist, a mentor, a speaker, and a board member. He's the co-founder of MD. He's the co-founder and MD and CEO of Forum Synergies India Private, and which is a, the private equity fund managers. And as I just mentioned, he's a fellow member of the YPO from India. So Samir, let's start with your own journey. You, what did you do right? to make it to where you are. And all of us come from middle-class families. Yeah, thanks, Ashdosh. Uh, yes, um, it, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a journey. So actually, uh, I started out in a small town in Madhya Pradesh mm -hmm. called Gwalior. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, this was 60s and early 70s. Uh, in those days, um, the small town was very, very different from metros. Uh, unlike today, today, that kind of a difference, they're kind of merging. Absolutely. Uh, but when I, I got kind of uh, uh, sent out to Mumbai mm -hmm. uh, at a very short notice when I was 13 years of age, mm -hmm. when I landed in Mumbai, uh, I was really not ready for it. And uh, it was like a cultural shock. It was a cultural shock. In, the, in Gwalior, I used to top my class. I was uh, one of the star players in cricket uh, and so on, right? And I was in the so-called English medium. When I got to Mumbai, English medium was something else altogether. I couldn't speak a word of English. I had no chance of getting into my school cricket team. And uh, most importantly, I was no longer top of the class. Mm. So it was like a culture shock. And uh, But anyway, uh, I eventually got uh, scraped through into engineering. Uh, and uh, then, uh, of course, I, I went into IIM. Um, and then kind of starting to build confidence. But frankly, I was always low on confidence because of the, uh, the issues or rather the situations I had gone through. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, looking back now, I think the, the, the journey uh, has been helped by the way I looked at leadership. Mm -hmm. um, so there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about leadership and a lot of management jargon about leadership. But I do believe believe that leadership is not only leadership of others. Mm -hmm. It has to start with leadership of self. Correct. So to begin with, I, I would say there are three, well, three levels of leadership. There could be level four and five also, but, mm -hmm. you know, we'll come to that. So level one is leading yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you lead yourself and how do you prepare yourself to for bigger things? You know, sincerity, honesty, hard work, getting the right values in yourself, putting nose to the grind, learning to do a very, very, uh, you know, kind of tough jobs. Yeah. That's level one. Level two, then you come to a situation, even career-wise, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you are in initially an individual contributor only. Then you come to a team leader kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. So level two, in my opinion, is a leadership where you're leading a team, mm. right? And then a different dynamics uh, comes into play. How do you handle a team? How do you attract talent? How do you retain talent? Um, how do you motivate people? I talk about, you know, tantalizing targets. And uh, that, that's a subject altogether. Yeah. We can talk about it some other time. Mm. But how do you set tantalizing targets? How do you, you know, reward? And most importantly, how do you give credit but take the blame if mm. there is some some blame to be taken? Mm. Uh, dispute, so on and so forth. Leading mm. by example. 
and only then do you get to the level 3 leadership which mm-hmm. is the uh, business leader leading yeah. a business right yeah. and that's when you start to get into a number of things that generally the leadership professionals talk about yeah so uh, for me since you talked about the journey that i had had mm. this was really the journey you know uh, from a small town mm. you know learning to live in a metro learning to live in a westernized environment Amazing. and then uh, trying to make a mark so when i ca- came out of i am had a vague vision of uh, you know i should be a ceo before i'm 40 mm-hmm. uh, and actually beat it by one year mm. uh, so uh, so that so that that really was the journey uh, ashish and which were some of the companies you worked for so i started my career right out of my engineering mm-hmm. uh, which was from bombay university Inc- incidentally like i said i scraped through into engineering but uh, <laughs> you were very modest but okay and eventually ended up in the honors role in bombay university mm-hmm. i uh, joined as graduate engineering trainee in what was then called telco today yeah. called tata motors in in pune yeah. in pimpri yeah so uh, then went to i am after that i was with maruti for more than a decade okay. and at that time maruti was very very early i joined maruti when it had not even produced 1000 cars in all amazing okay. mm-hmm. uh, and that was a, a tremendous experience because mm-hmm. maruti was this revolutionary management company in the country apart yeah. from being you know really revolutionary automotive Absolutely. and so on so forth mm-hmm. and then after that i was the uh, ceo uh, for south asia for tyco electronics mm-hmm. which is today called ee connectivity yeah and then uh, i went on to ge so i was running one of the ge businesses for south asia amazing so those were the that that absolutely. was my corporate journey and then of course i came out and started on my own privately absolutely so one of one of the things that i have often asked leaders like yourself uh, is that we know and when uh, i'm sure this must be stage 4 and 5 of leadership which you may want to which you uh, were referring to but scaling up a business is a very different experience from creating a new business and you seem to have done both what are in your view are some of the key differences in the two and what are the kind of uh, people competencies experiences that you need to be mindful of yeah yeah so before i come to the question uh, since you mentioned let me just very quickly touch upon level 4 and level level 5 okay. in my opinion yeah it's simply level 4 you go beyond business and you talk about leadership of community mm. uh, and it's more uh, like in ypo right it's yeah. more a leader leading a set of equals so mm. it's much more difficult and then of course you go on to leading a country which that's is right. you know that's another yeah. uh, kettle of fish altogether uh. that's level 5 okay. in that's just my definition yeah. okay so yeah yeah but coming back to your question yeah i mean um, uh, i think it, your question was about uh, scaling a business mm. right mm. um so in in, in tyco for example when i joined tyco uh, we were a small uh, business in india we just mm. started up uh, and uh, there was a lot of autonomy on what we could do and there was a lot of freedom on what we could do uh, mm. we were really not a blip on the global radar so we could pretty much do it but we were supported Mm-hmm. so uh, there was a you know great amount of freedom and we did uh, we we set up new plants we acquired companies we did joint ventures with companies and grew very very rapidly mm-hmm. so that's a phase where it's a uh, you know mega growth phase and that's where uh, people that you want are people who are um, kind of uh, go get it kind of attitude mm-hmm. and are willing to be very entrepreneurial in their thinking mm-hmm. um, very aggressive i always made the distinction to my team that you sh- i i would like to be aggressive without being abrasive 
Right. You know, there is a lot of yeah. uh, uh, negativity around the word aggression, but I believe aggression per se is not an issue. If it generates abrasion, that's really what the issue is. Well so those are the kind of um, kind of people. But once you start scaling, which is where I, I, when I moved to GE, that was a very different environment. Yeah. Um, and that's when systems, processes, the discipline of following the processes, mm. all those things come in, right? Mm. Uh, the ability to network with people uh, and so on. So it's a very different DNA that you're dealing with, yeah. both yourself as well as in your team yeah. um, uh, in, the, in the two situations. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, if you were to build a team and, you know, you've worked with multiple teams in different you know, in Tata, Tata Motors or Telco in Maruti and Geico and, and uh, GE and now your own business, your own company. Given today's circumstances where, you know, you've got pandemic, you've got work from home and so many other variables, the great resignation, what would you look for in the people you want to hire? Yeah, good question. Because, uh, you know, as we speak, I'm, I'm engaged in hiring uh, for the companies on, I'm on the board of. Uh, mm. In one case, a CHRO, in the other case, a CFO. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just, a year ago, we finished a hire of a CFO. Mm. Uh, sorry, CEO. Mm. Um, and in the current situation with pandemic, with the so-called hybrid work, uh, working and so on and so forth, I think uh, it's it's very important for people to be uh, let's say be self starters. Uh, uh, you know the days where uh, the team leader or or the manager is going to you know give you a task and you're supposed to do it and he'll check. I think those days are well well behind us, mm -hmm. right? So one has to look for people who are self starters. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, you know the the uh, basics like sincerity, hard work, honesty, integrity. That goes without saying. In sure. fact, in fact, it is even more important because if you're not face to face, if you're not in your office, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're working from home. Mm -hmm. That is even more important. So how do you judge while recruiting those uh, issues? Mm -hmm. People need to be self motivated. People need to be self-starters. Mm. They need to be good communicators because um, you know it's if you're in an office environment, you're you're bumping into your colleagues all the time. Mm. Communication and setting up relationships is that much easier. Mm. But how do you do that remotely? Mm. Uh, it's not just the question of you know today's uh, working from home or digital working or remote working. Mm. It is also when um, you're even earlier before the pandemic when there are distributed teams across geographies, mm. right? So there is a CHRO that we are looking for now. And how does the CHRO uh, make sure that the uh, motivational levels, inspirational mm. levels, they are managed across different geographies? So that's, again, communication becomes very, very important. Mm. So those are the, yeah. I don't know whether I answered your question. No, you have, think, you have, yeah. you have. Um, my next question and next few questions relate to valuation than money. But before I get there, let me start by asking you to tell us about Forum Synergies India, which are private equity fund managers. And then that will flow into the other questions. Sure. So um, I, I'll take a step back. Uh, I'll start with why okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I was in GE. Mm -hmm. And before that, so I'd spent kind of more than a decade uh, being the CEO of uh, businesses uh, of multinationals, mm -hmm. right? And one of my uh, one of my friends 
says that if you are leading a south asia business in a multinational then you are the emperor of the 11th moon of planet pluto in the solar system <laughs> okay of okay. course this was 15 years ago yeah. and now things are changing india mm. is much more on the radar yeah. uh, but uh, i'm talking about you know early 2000s even mm. late 90s mm. uh, and we were a, we were a blip um and like i said earlier uh, in taiko we had a lot of autonomy we did a lot of stuff but when i came into ge i found there's a lot of uh you know that not much elbow room to uh, do your own thing you know if there's a process there was a process and uh, this is the way we do it here kind of a syndrome um uh, in ge mm. uh and i'd spent more than a decade doing what i was doing and i decided that i've had enough i need to do something more it mm. so happened that i got introduced to what is private equity until then believe me i didn't know what private equity or venture capital was mm. right uh because i interacted with a private equity company who wanted to hire me and then i felt incidentally you are a ypo also and in ypo we have this concept of a forum right mm-hmm. uh who are all ceos who are all high achievers yeah. in different mm-hmm. fields and so on and i it a thought came to my mind that this is a team which has incredible amount of talent and experience mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh so why don't we kind of leverage that um to create a private equity fund where we invest into different companies and uh, help them grow help help manage them right and um the the kind of talent that helps so i proposed that to my forum and my forum immediately agreed and said you get into it and we'll all support you and that's how uh, the that's name, how the name came forum synergies <laughs> okay um, and uh, that's how we started unfortunately though uh we we set up the company one month before levin brothers collapsed mm. uh and that's uh, that kind of uh, delayed our journey mm. but yes it has been a, a very very nice and eventful journey mm. where we set up the fund uh we invested in a number of companies our main focus was manufacturing engineering mm. um but also tech uh, some tech uh, companies we invested into and so on and today we are in the uh, phase of exiting from these companies wonderful and what do you look for before you make an uh, investment yeah i mean that's that's a key question right every time you're investing from from a fund correct uh, first of all uh, you know as a as a fund manager it's a huge responsibility because you're managing other people's money mm. right uh you cannot take that lightly mm. definitely not right so you have to do a tremendous amount of due diligence what do you look for i think uh, there are there are three or four things which are critical mm. number one was is the market size uh you know there are many times there are businesses which are great businesses mm. but they are solving a problem in a in an area in a market segment which is very narrow and small mm. it's very difficult to build large businesses in a small market mm. right uh, it's very difficult to be a large fish in a small pond right um so uh, market size is it large enough that's mm. point number 1 point number 2 whatever is the technology or the product uh, or the solution that the uh, that the company has mm. uh, what what is the uh, quality of it what is the robustness of it what is the sustainability what are the moats around it mm. what are the you know other uh, uh, competitive solutions right that's a, number 2 number 3 which probably is the most important th- uh, thing at that point is the team or the entrepreneur himself uh, uh, we we 
I have always been very, very particular. Uh, we, uh, including my partners, we all have been very, very particular that we get the right value systems. We judge the entrepreneur whether he or she has the right value systems mm -hmm. and the right ethics. Uh, because if that is not there, then you know, we, the, the, it's absolute no go. Right. Correct. Uh, like in G, uh, we used to say one strike and you're out. Mm -hmm. um, you don't get the second chance on on these kind of things, right? right. So. What kind of team, what kind of entrepreneurs they are, uh, capability, uh, their perspective and so on. But one more very, very important thing is how do you exit? Mm. So as an individual, when you're investing in a company, this is not really something that you need to worry about. But mm. as a fund, you have to exit. So it might be a great company, great business, you know, great scaling probability. Mm. But if there is no exit route, then you don't want to invest. Mm. So you have to look at exit route. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, if you're investing in a hardcore engineering business, mm. right? Relatively speaking, it's very difficult to exit because there are very few funds who understand it. There are very few investors who understand it. Mm. Then you're restricted to strategics. And the strategics you're talking about maybe four or five in the world, right? Mm. So how do you exit? Um, and is it easy to find exit three years down the line, four years down the line? Mm. Uh, and at that point, what will be the situation of the market segment of the uh, playing field? Mm. That is what is. Mm. So those are the four. Um, the, uh, yeah. So those and are the four. An absolutely great points, all of them. I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to be listening to all your words of wisdom. But moving on now, Samir, uh, one of the questions that is often asked, especially when it comes to startups, who knows how to value a company better? Is it stock market or private equity? Because there are some companies which are incredibly valuable and yet uh, um, they don't seem to be making any money at all. Yeah. So Ashutosh, you know, these kind of questions don't have a single answer. I know. Right. But I will lay out the way I see both the pros and cons. Correct. Right. Correct. So stock market tends to be uh, much more fickle, mm -hmm. um, much more short-term oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I worked in a company which was listed. And uh, uh, so stock market is something where uh, people are living from quarter to quarter. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, for, for people who know Hindi and who know Hindi films, mm -hmm. uh, I call it QSQT. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you probably know the reference of, of yeah, the yeah. Hindi it's not, yeah, it's not Kayamat Se Kayamat I'm referring to Quarter Se Quarter Quarter Se Quarter That's the, that's the kind of, you, you are forced as a CEO of a listed company You're mm -hmm. forced to be much more cognizant Of the next quarter and, the, mm -hmm. and this quarter And you're as good as your last quarter mm -hmm. Right So that drives a certain kind of behavior Where it is very difficult to um, to build a sustainable, uh, robust business, mm. built to last, so mm. to say, mm. right? Uh, if you're already that, then that's a great thing because mm. then the company, then the investors in the market is valued you very well. Right. But if you're wanting to build it, it's a little bit difficult, right? Mm. On the other hand, venture capitalists or private equity uh, capital, it's uh, it's much more patient capital, mm. right? Uh, they don't look at quarter to quarter. They would much rather have a three-year plan and, uh, you know, maybe the timelines are as much as five years. Sometimes VCs are happy to be invested even seven, eight years uh, before exit. Mm. So it's a much more patient capital. Uh, 
and therefore the ability of uh, venture capitalists or private equity players to be uh, you know uh, nurturing uh, a business uh, for the long term mm. right it's much better mm. um, valuations uh, are both based on ebitda or earnings mm. and uh, but you know i would say the market probably given both equal right uh, market would probably valued better because shoots bar is uh, something that market goes for much more than mm. venture capitalists would really drive a hard bargain mm. um, and I, i better say that because <laughs> i'm supposed to be doing that right <laughs> uh, but yeah i i think that that is true uh, if you look at uh, uh, this thing so uh, i think generally speaking uh, let's say horses for courses mm. you know it's not a single answer sure. there are benefits of both if you want to raise the next round of capital market is much easier Mm-hmm. right uh in venture capitalist uh, or or in private equity scenario there's a lot of hard work you need to do mm-hmm. um so there there are pluses and minuses on both sides. and a follow up question to that is that you know when you look at the traditional family uh, houses in india they have built massive assets mm-hmm. physical assets um and along comes this young startup who has a promise of future performance and is now valued at you know 20 times this 100 year old company how does one reconcile the huge difference that has started to creep in between asset based profit making companies and the so called tech stocks so uh, see firstly it is supposedly driven because of expectations of return mm. um and given where the uh, entire business environment expected to grow uh, to go to in mm. let's say next decade uh, the expectations of return um are more for these kind of digital businesses digital native businesses mm. than for legacy businesses mm. um but that's just expectations but the movement see the the family traditional family asset heavy businesses that you talked about mm. uh if they are standing still then they deserve the low valuation as compared to of course as mm. compared to the tech businesses that they get mm. but they are also not standing still mm. they are also changing and reforming themselves uh, with with uh, the technology with the market uh, situation that mm. they find themselves mm. in they are also digitalizing their uh, processes systems they are also digitalizing their go to market and 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 customer connect right mm. once that starts to happen i think uh, that those businesses and there are examples that you see that lot of uh, traditional family business i don't want to name them mm. but they uh, their valuations have been seeing a, a very strong uptick okay. uh, but it's it's all to do with how you handle the business it's not mm. to do with uh you know how old your business is or mm. how uh, capital have heavy you are mm. it's to do with what you do with it whatever right. you have how do you handle it mm. wonderful and my last question to you now uh, samir and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation based on your own amazing journey uh, that you know you've had and you've done so many different things and now you're an entrepreneur yourself what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your journey and from our conversation very good question um 
Ashutosh. Um, thanks for asking it because it it makes me think also. It's mm. it's always very important to take kind of a step back mm. and look at things at a with a wider wide angle lens, so to right. say, right? Right. Uh, because you're always using telescopic lenses. You need right. to do that once in a while. Right. Um, I I think there you know what what my career and what my journey has taught me mm. is that balance is critical. Right. Balance in in different contradictory, uh, let's say, uh, uh, trends or forces, mm. right? So look at balance between, let's say, um, ambition, mm. soaring in skies, as against being grounded. Mm. Now, I don't think I can say that it's more important than to score in, soar in the skies than to be grounded. Mm. You cannot do one without the other. Correct. Um, so balance between that. Balance between blue sky thinking and structured thinking. Mm. Uh, you know, free spirited, uh, unfettered thinking of blue sky as against structured thinking. Correct. If you only have one and not the other, then you're not going to get there. Mm. Again, a balance between the two. Right. Balance between being hands on and giving autonomy. Mm. You know, there are times when you you have to be hands on and you have to have, have the ability mm. and the mindset of doing that, even if you're a CEO. Mm. But uh, there are also, of course, times when you and many more that you have to give autonomy. So balance between that. So balance is, I think, balance, patience, uh, some of the stuff that young people may mm. not uh, uh, be, you know, inherently mm. attracted towards. But I found over the journey that I've had, these are the qualities that are important. There are a right. number of other qualities that are always talked about right. and I will not get into them. Mm. But I think these are the qualities which are underrated and that's mm. why I wanted to emphasize. Well said, well said. And on that one and on that note and your amazing thoughts of balance and patience are critical for any kind of work that we are doing in our own lives as well. Thank you, Samir, for talking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your own amazing journey and all your achievements. I must say, uh, despite achieving so much in your conversation, you've been in incredibly modest. Uh, thank you for sharing your own personal story. Thank you for talking to me about the three less levels of leadership and then adding on the next two leadership levels uh, as well. Um, and I loved your one comment, which was uh, give credit and take the blame. I think that's a philosophy some other time I must talk to you in more detail about. Uh, thank you also for talking to me about your perspectives on valuation, your perspectives on investments, and uh, your perspectives on uh, startups. Thank you again, and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. I really enjoyed this conversation. All the best to you. You're doing an amazing job, and uh, all fours be with you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.